Welcome to the Confident Feminine Body Podcast, a place of healing and transformation in your relationship with your body, food, and fitness. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marbury. I'm an intuitive healer and coach and founder of our Confident Feminine Body Program, where I help women build their self-worth from the inside out, free their voice, and love the sexy skin they're in without diets, deprivation, and self-sacrifice. Think of this podcast as your empowering and fun self-love guide, where you'll get real-time advice and tangible tools as we navigate this body and food freedom journey together. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Confident Feminine Body Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marbury, and today I have a very special guest. Her name is Liz Fever, and she is a body liberation activist, self-love focused stylist, writer, and creative based in Philadelphia. Her work is steeped in her own journey to body acceptance, and she strives to help all women feel confident and seen in their personal style. When she isn't writing about fat positivity or styling clients, Liz loves drinking coffee, spending time with her reptiles, weaving and reading. Liz, welcome to the show. I love as I introduce you, you take a sip of your coffee. That's so perfect. I have to. It is my go-to beverage of choice right underneath water, which we need to survive. But coffee is always my go-to. It will forever be my favorite. Thank you so much for such a warm welcome, Elizabeth. I'm so, so excited for us to chat today. And I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about your community and about what, you know, the confident feminine body looks like in terms of, you know, the work that you're doing with your community and where kind of style comes into play with that. Oh my goodness. And yes, before we went live, Liz and I were talking about her work and I know that this community is so going to want to hear about this. If you ever have had those, that pair of jeans that you held onto for years because you were secretly hoping that one day your body would change and you would fit back into those jeans again. And you kind of feel tortured by that. We're going to be talking about that today. And Liz is such an amazing stylist and she is going to have lots of tips and support for all of you. But before we get into it, Liz, can you talk to us about your body acceptance journey and kind of how you got to this place? Sure. So yes, I love this image of the jeans hanging like on the back of the closet door or the dress or the top that we wore to something that was meaningful to us or that we bought when we saw it, you know, out at the store. And we thought, yes, this is the goal, quote unquote, goal pair of jeans or the goal outfit. So I'm really excited to dive into kind of breaking that cycle. And that is a cycle that I have been in myself. I've always been a person who's lived in a larger body. And as I navigated my young adulthood, I was someone who was creative, outgoing, but I always kind of had that mask over my true personality, my true authentic self. And part of that was really tied to living in a larger body, always being the largest person in my group of friends, always being the largest person in my class at school. 
whatever that may have looked like. Um, and when I went off to college, moved to the city of Philadelphia, where I still live to, to this very day, um, I decided to pursue a degree in photography. I loved art. I loved creating. And I was always interested in fashion. I always loved playing with clothes, picking out outfits, looking through magazines. But again, as somebody who was always larger, I always thought, what is the way that I can be involved in this industry, but be in the background? I'm not ever going to be the model. I'm not ever going to be the designer. So what can I do that I can still, you know, be in this kind of industry, but just stay toward the background, fade into the back? And photography felt like a way that I could do that. Um, I still love making art to this day. I still love fashion magazines. I still love the idea of styling photo shoots and all of those great things. But during those years, I was the girl wearing all black. I was the girl in the back of the class. As time went on, as I found a little bit more um, kind of energy and freedom in my body and started to dive into the body positivity movement, the fat liberation movement, I began to see all these other women stepping into their personality. And I feel like jumping off that cliff, kind of taking that leap was what has led me to where I am today. Um, certainly as time has gone on, my body has changed. I have fluctuated. I've had the goal pair of jeans. Um, but I finally found through recovery in therapy, in groups, working with other women in my community to talk about what body image issues come up for us, to talk about diet culture and its toxicity, bringing all of these issues to light um, as a part of a larger community has really allowed me to embrace that I deserve to be in the spotlight. I have a light that deserves to shine. And if that means that I'm in front of the camera, behind the camera, wearing tight clothes, wearing loose clothes, stepping out and showing my big personality or leaning back and observing, I can flow through each of those states without judgment for myself and without fearing judgment from others. Um, and that journey has been a long road, but my hope is that as I continue to move forward, this is a daily practice, there is no end, um, I can help other women see that their light deserves to shine. Those jeans, those gold jeans that are hanging on the back of the closet shouldn't be what holds you back. And how can we help you feel that energy and excitement, not only inside, but every morning when you have to put on clothes to leave the house? Because unfortunately, we all have to get dressed in the morning. How do you think clothing impacts how we feel in our bodies or how it reflects how we feel about our bodies? This is such a great question. I think sometimes it can be a tough one too, because we are all going to have those days where sweatpants and a t-shirt is what feels good. And we're all going to have those days where getting dressed up in our favorite dress and heels feels incredible. So I think really being able to tap into the energy that we're feeling for the day, really being able to understand what our needs are in terms of clothing can be super helpful in giving us that opportunity to really feel empowered by what we're wearing. So for instance, on a day that I know that I'm going to be hopping on a podcast or I'm going to be on a Zoom meeting, I like to just put a little extra effort in and it makes me feel energized and excited about getting in front of the camera. 
So today I'm wearing jeans, comfy black t-shirt. I have a little sheer kimono over top that's super comfortable. So I tapped into this idea of this need for comfort. It's a Friday. So I wanted to keep things kind of laid back, but a little extra something just makes me feel like, yes, I'm put together. I feel excited about what I'm wearing. And I know somebody is going to compliment this at some point today. Certainly there are other days where it's like, you know what? Sweatpants are going to be the go-to and I want to be comfortable 100%. Other days, you know what? I really want to go glam all out, pulling out my high-heeled sandals and a wrap dress and I'm ready to rock and roll, putting the full red lip on. So I really encourage folks, especially as we're navigating this kind of exit from the pandemic, when you're standing in front of your closet in the morning, whether you have five minutes or 50 minutes, take that moment to think about how you really want to feel from the beginning of the day to the end. Where energy is coming up for you? Are you really feeling a bit excited about getting dressed up? go for it. Are you really feeling like I need comfort and softness and something that's a go-to for me today? Grab the thing that's going to bring that for you. Don't feel like you have to fit this mold of I'm going to work, so I must look like X. I'm going out with girlfriends, so I must look like X. Allow your intuition to really drive some of that selection for you. And we can certainly talk um, a little bit about kind of go-to outfits and being able to pull together some of these sections in your closet too, which will give folks that opportunity to feel like they can reach in. I'm in comfort mode. This is what I'm going for. I'm in glam mode. This is what I'm going for so that it's easy to. I love this so much. And I'm just laughing because Liz, I... I swear to you, I live in yoga pants and yoga shirts every day because I work from home. And I will say that when I do my coaching calls or, you know, podcast interviews, or as you're saying, when I'm, when I know I'm going to be in front of the camera, I, I will probably put on like a different top, but I also, it's interesting. I, I'm a person who I've never felt like I had my own sense of personal style. Like I see, I have friends that I see them and they have this look and they just, they just kind of always have, they seem so intentional in how they piece things together. And I just feel like my brain doesn't work in that way. I'm just like, okay, what color yoga pants, what color tank top? Okay. I'm I'm done. For some people, the uniform works and that is incredible. For other people, they do have that sense of, you know what, I know what I'm looking for in terms of things that are unique or things that really speak to me. They have a really curated closet. It's so interesting because I think the more that I work with women on their closets, on their wardrobes, the more that I see that whole kind of gamut of people who are like, I know exactly what I want. I just need you to find it for me. And other folks who are like, I can put two plus two together, but the rest of it, Lord only knows. So it's so interesting to me that no matter what type of body we might be living in, no matter what our budget might be or what our style might be, 
all types of folks kind of run this spectrum of, you know what, I can stick to the basics and the comfort, but I need a little help with bringing things up a notch. Or I know exactly what I want. And actually, I really need some help chilling out and maybe creating some more comfort and ease in my wardrobe. That makes so much sense. And as you were talking to, I've been thinking about sometimes I feel like my wardrobe doesn't reflect how powerful I feel or how confident I feel, or it doesn't feel like it reflects how I feel inside, I guess. But then the flip side of that is I do really love being comfortable. I love going for my walks every day. I have two young kids. So it is a practical thing of just being in really comfy clothes. So I I'm constantly picking up my four-year-old and so I can, that is really interesting. Like, I think this conversation is interesting though, because clothing is so tied to our mood and how we're feeling in ourselves. And I want to steer the conversation back into body acceptance, fat liberation, clothing for all sizes. And I'd love for you to give us an idea of if you are in a larger body, like your story about how you felt like being in a larger body as a kid and growing up, how you started to feel like I need to hide. Like I need to hide my body. I need to not take up too much space. I'm going to hide behind the camera. I guess I first want to say, what was that like growing up in our society? And, and why, why do you think you felt that way? Like, where did that come from that feeling that I need to hide? So I do want to say that as somebody who has lived in a larger body, I still do fall into the category of what would be considered a small fad. So at this point, I'm between a size 16 and 18. I've never been larger than a size 18. So there are certainly many, many women, young women who do, who do live in larger bodies than I had. Um, and certainly those folks may have made, may have faced more stigma, more judgment than I ever did and ever will. Um, so I do want to put that out there for folks that I still, I'm a white cis heterosexual woman who lives in a relatively socially acceptable body. Um, and when we talk about body liberation, fat liberation, we can dive into some of, of that lingo if you guys would like. Um, yes, we can kind please. of talk talk a little bit more about what that stigma looks like. But to come back to this idea of this fear of judgment and this need to kind of hide, I always felt super supported and loved by my family, my friends, and I'm thankful for that experience. Certainly, I think that society as a whole and a fear of judgment of folks outside of my comfort zone is what really led me to want to kind of take that step back and put myself in the background or put myself in that place where I could just skate by, just go with the flow. No one will notice. No one will make comments about my body. No one will say anything. So I can just kind of float through life without anybody noticing me. I do absolutely believe that society's kind of larger standards for body image as a whole, magazines, movies, celebrities, all of that tied in with um, diet culture. When I was growing up, things like Weight Watchers, um, Atkins, all of those types of diets were really beginning to crop up. Um, and I think that a lot of that really influenced the way that I looked at my body 
and the way that I felt about putting myself out there. Um, that fear of judgment from the outside world, that fear of what will someone say, what will happen, who will notice if I kind of take this step into, into the spotlight, if you will, um, definitely all had an influence. Yeah. So can you talk about fat liberation as well as weight stigma and kind of define, I know those are two separate things. Sure. So I think the language around body positivity, around the body liberation movement, a lot of that as, as it's grown has all kind of gotten rolled together. We see lots of this language kind of floating around in the universe. And sometimes it can be really hard to tell like, wait a minute, what is this person saying? Or like, how does this fit into what my understanding of body positivity might be? I tend to find that body positivity is like the word, the buzzword that people are hearing. So for me, I tend to like to use words like body liberation, fat positivity to really put a fine point on the type of positivity that I'm seeking as somebody who lives in a larger body. And of course, I like to roll in the self-love. So from my perspective, when I think about body liberation, we're talking going back to the 60s and 70s, fat, black, queer women were coming together and calling out for rights, for what they deserved as fat, black, queer women as a part of society. They were saying these beauty standards are ridiculous. I want to be treated equally. And we still see a lot of these calls for action today within the body liberation movement. So when we're talking about body liberation, a lot of times we're talking about equality for people in larger bodies. We know thinking, you know, kind of tying over or moving over into weight stigma. We know that folks who live in larger bodies often don't get the same jobs, don't make the same salaries. And those are some of the kind of more pertinent actions that we might want to take in terms of making sure that all bodies are treated equally. But we're also talking about the things that are you know, seemingly every day to folks who may live in smaller bodies, being able to sit comfortably at a restaurant, being able to travel on an airplane, being able to walk into a movie theater and sit down and enjoy a movie. All of these things are kind of tied into this body liberation movement. And we're really talking about more equality overall and more quality of life for folks who live in larger bodies. So when we're seeing this language tossed around, I like to kind of think of these, um, this information in two categories. One would be self-love. Oftentimes when people are talking about body positivity, they're talking about loving our own bodies, turning inward and being able to look at how do I feel about my body today? What's something loving that I can do to take care of myself today? How can I get rid of these toxic thoughts? We've got the self-love category. On the other side of that is this body liberation category for me that really is more about body politics and equality for all bodies, taking weight stigma and being able to kind of challenge places where we're seeing that falling into the laps of, of oppressed folks and figuring out how we can move forward and create pathways for folks to achieve equality and a quality of life that they deserve. In healthcare, in the world, um, you know, 
physically and also when it comes to other, you know, social structures. So how does weight stigma show up in the fashion industry? Oh, exactly. So this is a beautiful tie back. Elizabeth, oh, podcast heaven over here. All right. That was such a good transition. <laughs> but um, yes, here we go. All right. I love this. That's, these are like the moments that I live for. My heart is literally freaking bursting. So we're seeing all these folks, whether you're in the self-love camp or you're like, yes, body politics are my jam. And I really want to be able to create a more equitable society for all people. Amazing. Maybe you lie somewhere in the middle. Maybe you're still figuring out what body positivity means to you and where you really want to go with the whole body acceptance thing. Um, and that's totally fine. So many incredible resources. And this is something that I'm always happy to talk to folks about and guide folks in um, because it's a journey that I've been on and that has really been important to my own growth. Then we look in our closets and we see, or we go to the mall. I don't know if anybody out there can relate, but I remember going shopping with my friends in high school or in college. And in some stores, the only thing that was there for me to look at was accessories look at purses, look at jewelry, but they don't have something in my size in the store. Or maybe I could squeeze into the largest size, but we'll see. So I think for a long time in the fashion industry, and I think back to going shopping with my mom in department stores when I was young, and there would be the Missy section or the straight size section. And then there would be the women's section or the plus size section. So we saw this divide between straight sizes and plus sizes. And I think that that's how the industry lived for a long time. Oftentimes straight size clothing was what was trendy, what was exciting, what was in fashion. And the women's section or the plus size section was big and baggy, very basic, kind of those big floral prints that maybe you remember like your aunt wearing in the 90s. That was the vibe. So over the last 10 years or so, we've seen a lot of growth in size inclusivity. We see a lot of brands trying to really amp up the sizing that they have and are trying to be more inclusive, trying being the key word. Um, for me, there is one clothing company, I do want to call them out, not sponsored, open to it, um, Universal Standard. They're the most size inclusive company on the planet. They carry a size double zero up to a 40 in all of the clothing that they offer. So they have a huge range. It's a really incredible, um, such a, a beautiful kind of um, example of what size inclusivity could look like in the fashion industry. But again, we still see this straight size versus plus size. How can people in larger bodies shop in the same spaces as people in smaller bodies? How can folks in smaller bodies have access to some of the incredible clothing that folks in larger bodies are making for plus size specifically in order to fill a gap? So where can we kind of see the industry merge? And that's something that I'm really, you know, looking forward to. But in my own process, um, in working with clients, my, one of my ultimate goals is to introduce folks to more size inclusive brands. This really ties back into this idea of body liberation and body politics. We can put our money where our mouth is. And as folks in any size body, we can pledge to shop at places that are offering 
a larger range of sizes. So for me, I try my darndest to only shop at places that have a really large size range to guide my clients towards new brands that have a really great size range so that we can start to show folks, you know what, this is something we really care about. We want to invest money in quality clothing and clothing that's made ethically, sustainably, even in clothing that happens to be fast fashion or more affordable. We want to put our money into brands that are working towards size inclusivity. That makes so much sense. And for anyone listening, definitely be sure you find Liz on Instagram. We'll definitely link to her Instagram in the show notes as well. Cause I know you talk a lot about that on your Instagram and you share those resources as well, right? Yes, absolutely. I'm always shouting out different brands and resources. I love to do roundups of places that have a lot of size options. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can really start to push brands towards this idea of carrying up to a 40, carrying larger than a 40. What does that look like? And how can we get brands to understand that that's something that's a value for all of us, not just folks who are on the smaller or the larger end of the size spectrum, but everybody in between. I love that. I love that. So I want to ask you, how is self-love and self-confidence and style connected? So I think for me, having the opportunity to have a personal style as someone who lives in a larger body is probably something that I always thought like, I'll always be wearing basics. I'll always be wearing just black. Once I was able to tap into that self-confidence and that acceptance for my body at the size that it was at, larger, smaller, somewhere in between, I was really able to give myself the opportunity to reach for things that were different, to reach for things that were exciting and fun, and not just reach for the black t-shirt, not just reach for the little black dress, finding bold colors, wearing great accessories, having the opportunity to look for things that had that special something about them, as opposed to sticking to my plain t-shirts and plain skinny jeans really gave me that opportunity to not only tap into my own personal style and confidence, but also show the world that this is a part of who I am. I'm a creative. I'm an artist. I love color. I love pattern. I want to, you know, be somebody who folks maybe notice on the street and say, oh, that's really cool. Oh, that looks awesome. Oh, I've never seen something like that before. Um, And give folks their ability to be able to kind of think like, ooh, I never thought of wearing something like that, but she looks damn good. So maybe I'll try it, you know? So I think being able to tap into my own confidence has given me that opportunity to show up as my true self inside and out and hopefully give others the opportunity to do the same. Absolutely. Just, I mean, just watching how passionate you are about clothing is making me think, I want to care that much about my clothing and I like you're inspiring me, but that makes so much sense too, that if someone is in a larger body and maybe they're only consuming media that shows and values smaller bodies, if they see you and they're like, this is a beautiful embodied, confident woman, it's definitely going to impact lives. And that's why it's so crucial that on social media or whatever you're consuming that you do follow people that look like you that are in bodies like you that are, are, are doing what you want to do. Because I think 
we need to be really mindful of what we consume. And as you were saying with the brands you buy, like what, who you're supporting too. So I love, I love that. And I want to ask you about style rules. So what are the style rules and how can we break free from them? Because I don't even know what the style rules are because I don't have any style. So, <laughs> so oh my goodness, you absolutely have style rules. Beth. Come on. It's your unique, comfortable mama, hardworking out there running this world style. And it's going to look- Okay. Thank you. I, I should not shut myself down on my podcast. <laughs> I, okay. I, what I meant to say is I have my own unique mama yoga dancer coach style of yoga pants. And I look hot wearing my, or no, I feel hot. It doesn't matter if I look hot. I feel hot. (laughs) Perfect. I love this. Yes, exactly. That is, and that's the vibe, but there are probably still style rules that you probably think of from back in the day style rules that we still see in magazines and in media. So I always think of, you thought of one. one. I can think of one. Don't wear white (laughs) before Memorial day. (laughs) Yep. Only wear white in the summer, no white before Memorial day and no white after labor day. But Lord knows we love a winter white. Come on. (sighs) So style rules like wearing white, like don't wear horizontal stripes. They'll make you look bigger. Wear black. It makes you look slimmer. Um, Don't show your arms. Wear a cardigan or a blazer over a tank top so that you, you know, so people won't see your bingo wings. Those are the ones for me that come to mind right away. Others, folks often talk about crop tops, wearing bodycon dresses or, or body conscious clothing. All of these style rules come up for folks, whether it's something that their mom said to them, you know, back when they were a teenager or something that they read in a magazine, when you're standing at the grocery store, you know, waiting to check out and you see all the tabloids, the style rules can come from every which way. So I always love to ask folks, what are style rules that you're holding on to that you really want to break away from? And what are style rules that you really want to hold on to? Some folks are going to feel more comfortable covering up their arms, maybe wearing a longer skirt so that they can bend down and pick up, you know, the, whatever they dropped on the floor, pick up their purse easily. Some folks are going to want to wear more modest clothing. Other folks are going to want to wear the bodycon dress and go for it. So I love asking my clients, what are rules that you want to break free from? And what are rules that you want to keep? What are rules that are important to you? And we can hold on to some of these guidelines and ideas that we want to keep close to us or things that maybe we're not ready to break free from yet. But what's one thing in your closet that you can think of today? They're like, you know what? I've been holding on to this because it fits into a style rule. Or I haven't worn this striped crop top because of that stripe rule and also my belly, but you know what? Today I'm going to try it. Having a day around the house today, I'm going to put it on, I'm going to rock it and see how it feels. I love giving folks that opportunity to really talk about what rules are holding them back, places that they want to kind of push the boundaries and places where they want to play so that we can really figure out how to get them there. And it doesn't have to be zero to 60. It doesn't have to be, I'm going from only wearing the flowy maxi dress to I'm wearing a bodycon mini skirt 
with cutouts and I'm like, going to the club. We don't have to go from zero to 60. But what's one little rule that we can kind of throw to the wayside and say, you know what? I am going to put on those winter white pants the next time that I have a holiday party. I am going to wear that striped dress because it's really cute. And I think it makes me feel really French. And I'm going to like put on a beret and a scarf and eat a baguette. I'm going to wear the short skirt because I love my legs and I'm really excited to show them off. Right now, my legs are bright white and I would like for them to get a little sunshine and warmth on them today when I hang out outside. How can we take some of those rules that have stuck with us over time that make us hesitate when we reach for the hanger, make us hesitate when we push that add to cart button and put them aside? Think about where they might have come from. Think about whether we want to keep them around or not. Think about whether we're excited about breaking that rule. Think about whether we're feeling comfortable enough to break that rule. Who can support us in that? Who can cheer us on? And let's push it away. Wow. Yeah, that's, there are so many things that came up when you were talking. And one of the things was when I work with clients in the Confident Feminine Body Program, one of the things we talk about is intuitive eating and just letting go of this body that we like our body, maybe 10 years ago that we see this picture and we're like, I just want to get back to this. I, I hear women say that all the time of, well, I just want to get back to how I was feeling in my twenties or whatever. And one of the questions I always ask them is I, I have them find a picture of that person, that body, that age that they thought that they were confident in their body if they ever were right. Some of them never felt confident in their body, but the, the, the body type or shape that they're kind of idealizing and they think is their solution. And I say, look at that picture and ask yourself, you know, was this woman totally confident in herself? Did she believe in herself? Did she, was she unwavering in her belief that she was worthy of love and respect and kindness and And most of the time they just say, no, like I, I did feel so insecure and I did feel so self-conscious and I was still very worried about judgment. And I was still stuck in that comparison trap with other women. And I think that's a helpful exercise. And one of the things that comes up in accepting our bodies and, and loving ourselves, like really loving who we are. And knowing that 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 sense of love and worthiness is unconditional and it is not related to your body size. If you really have a a rooted, if you have a positive body image and you're rooted in your worth, it means that 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 is unshakable. It is not, um, not that it's not that, I, I don't know, unshakable is the wrong word but that it can't be taken away from you. It's not conditional upon your size. That was like a really huge thing. And, and so I know that when I'm bringing women through this process, a lot of times what comes up is they'll kind of confess to me that they're still wearing garments. Maybe it's an undergarment that kind of sucks them in and it's really uncomfortable, but they still wear it to work because they're feeling too ashamed of what if they let that, that, 
part of them go, or they're still wearing clothes that they fit into, but they're squeezing their stomach really tight and their belly's rolling over and they feel, and it makes them feel really bad about themselves. And so one of the things I do encourage is for them to find clothing that, that they feel comfortable in, that they're, that they can be, they can breathe. They can like give themselves physical space and honor their body. And I think a lot of times that brings up a lot of fear. You know, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of grief of a body that maybe I'll never have. And there's, there's so much inner work that has to happen for a client to, you know, clear out their closet. And for some clients, it's like total liberation and celebration. And then for other clients, it, it is so hard and there is a grieving process. So I would love for you to talk about that. As you're describing this, I'm like, yes, I feel this so deeply because I think there are so many layers to clothing. Sometimes clothing just feels like this thing we got to wear to leave our house, you know, but there are so, there is so much tied up in the clothing that lives in our closet and on our bodies. The obvious things, money, time, energy, you know, you spent time picking this thing out. It might also be tied, and you spent money on it. <clears throat> it's also tied to memories and events in our lives. I still have clothing in my closet, both here. I'm actually at my parents' house right now. So here in my childhood bedroom in my closet, I have clothing and I have clothing in, in my own closet from different times in my life that will never fit me again but it's significant. My college graduation, my master's degree graduation, when I studied abroad in Rome, I still have pieces from my time abroad, things that carried me through my young adult life that I don't want to let go of. All of these layers come into play when we're looking into our closets. And that fear and that worry that I may never get back to that person. I may never feel that way again. I may never be in that place again really does start to creep into our minds. And it's hard to let go of that. It's hard to grieve that former self. It's hard to grieve that former body, that former personality, that former moment in time that might seem in the moment, like something that will never come back again, something that may never be achieved again. And I think when we think about the body perspective um, and this kind of comparison trap we can fall into, I think about closet clean out kind of guides or, you know, shows where they show people cleaning out their closets and there's this whole element of trying things on. And that's something, talk about a rule I've thrown out the window. I tell a lot of my clients, if you really feel compelled to try things on, you feel like you're in a good space and place go for it, but don't feel like you have to try clothes on in order to say goodbye to them or start that grieving process. Is it really going to make you feel better and feel like you're releasing something if you put something on and then look in the mirror and start to kind of go back down that rabbit hole of sadness and comparison and grief? Maybe, maybe not. So that's one thing that I want to throw out there for folks is that if you are considering cleaning out your closet and starting this process of letting go, don't feel like you have to do it in this way of taking everything out of the closet and throwing it on the bed. And then you're going to try everything on. Give yourself some time, give yourself some space. Think about a plan. Think about who your support system is going to be. 
do you want to have a girlfriend over? And maybe you're just going to go through a handful of dresses together and laugh and, you know, drink some, some coffee or tea together and put on some fun music in the background, reflect on the memories that you had in the piece and think about the incredible things you're going to get to add to your closet in the moments and years to come. And then fold it up and say goodbye. Find what's going to work for you in terms of going through that grieving process. Don't feel like you have to follow this kind of strict model or schedule or timeline or method. Do what's going to work best for you and give yourself space. I love telling clients, start with one drawer, start with one section of your closet so that if things do get overwhelming or you do start to have that feeling of like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm scared, I'm sad, I need to take a break, you can do that. You can put things back, close the drawer, close the closet door, and try again later. And you don't end up with a giant pile of clothes on your bed that you have to sleep on that night. Um, So take time. Have that time to kind of say goodbye. Think about all of the layers, finances, memories, body, all of the bits and pieces that come into play and give yourself some grace. This isn't easy. Clothing is not something, as much as we would like to think that it is, clothing is not something that we can just reach in, pull off the hanger and say goodbye to. And you deserve and are worthy of having that time and space to process the letting go. And then also to get excited and process the idea of creating something new and creating space for you to be able to express yourself in a new, confident, exciting, fun, comfortable way. Um, You're worthy of that. You deserve that 110%. And you deserve to go through that letting go process, grieve, And then have the sun kind of rise on a new day so that you can step into the person who you're meant to be. Yes. And I'm doing a body image coaching mentorship with Summer Inanen right now. One of the things she shared that's really helpful on this journey of, yes, there's a grief and a letting go. And and I love, Liz, everything you said about giving yourself so much time and space. And what, what you're really describing is compassion, right? Like, so much compassion for yourself, for your experience. And then here's the exciting thing I think is what do you want? You know, what, what are you going towards? Because sometimes we get stuck in the, the letting go and the grief, and then we kind of spiral into that negativity and the sadness and it's okay. It's absolutely okay to do that. I want to say that, but I also want to hold space for what are you making space for? What are you making space for? What are you calling in? Who are you calling in? You know, you have this opportunity to design this life that celebrates you where you don't have to hide behind the lens, where you don't have to wear all black and you don't have to hide who you are that you. And, and I also love what Liz shared earlier. It's like, as she has liberated herself, she is therefore whole, leading the path for other women to liberate themselves as well. So I think that also that motivates me every time I'm struggling and I'm, and I'm doing this work, I'm reminded that when I can share my struggle, be honest about it. And then I can also hold space for what I'm stepping into. 
I not only serve myself and bring myself to my next level, I am bringing all the women around me on that journey and showing them that that is also possible for them. So I think as you're going through this process, just come back to your why, like, why are you doing this? You're doing this because maybe because dieting does not work. And you've just, you've determined not maybe that it doesn't work. It doesn't work in the long run. It actually causes more harm than good. And you are done with having your love and your sense of worthiness be conditional upon your weight. You're done with the scale determining whether you have a good or a bad day. You're done with giving all the power to your gene size to know if you are a good person or not, like you, you've blown all that up and you, what are you calling in? You know, what are you calling in? You're giving yourself that space to just be yourself. And Liz, just talking to you, it's like, I see that you are embodying that, that you, that you found your thing, that you found your creative expression and you're, and it's this light and this light is shining so bright and it's so attractive. Like, that's the funny thing is like, when we think about we all want to be desirable and we all want to be, you know, attractive. It's like, to me, the most attractive thing is when someone is like embodying their greatness, they're being authentically themselves, they're shining their light. And it's just so beautiful to see. So it's so fun to see in Liz and Liz, what to close, like, I'd love if you have any final thoughts to kind of wrap, wrap this up. I appreciate this call, Elizabeth, to tapping back into our why and knowing that so many of your listeners and folks in your community and folks who, you know, are on this journey with us. And again, this is every single day being able to remember I am worthy. I'm worthy of stepping into my authentic self. I'm worthy of wearing clothing that expresses who I am, you know, gives me comfort, brings me joy allows other people to see me and feel the excitement that I have for stepping out into this beautiful world to do the thing that I know that I'm meant to do. All of us have that within us, every single one of us. And really taking that moment to come back to the why, whether your why is your family, whether your why is coming home to the person that you really are, whether your why is breaking into a career and really being able to show your incredible strengths, whether your why is creating community and safe spaces for other folks to be able to bring their lights to shine, stepping into that why, stepping into our authentic self and stepping into clothes that freaking light us up is the thing. Okay, folks, this is the way that we can really tap into that energy and that light within us. And I'm so excited to see folks as we're moving through 2021 into a new space after a wild year, we can really harness this power and energy within us and have that opportunity to tap back into that why, tap back into our authentic selves and show up as who we are and who we're meant to be. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So Liz, if people want to follow you or work with you, where can they find you? Yes. Oh, I would absolutely love to hear from the folks in this community. I 
I'm so thankful that Elizabeth and I were able to connect on Clubhouse. Um, and certainly if other folks are on Clubhouse, I love hanging out on there. Um, but folks can find me on Instagram at LizWearsWhat. And LizWearsWhat.com is my website. I offer free style goal sessions to folks. If you're interested in talking through what some of your goals are with your wardrobe, whether it's letting go of the old and opening up for the new, breaking through some style rules or doing some shopping for something that's coming up for you this summer. I would absolutely love to hear kind of what you're thinking about, what you're wearing now. I love hearing what folks are buying. So if there are things that you're like, I just got my hands on X, Y, and Z, please send me a DM. I love living vicariously through other folks' closets. So please reach out questions, concerns, thoughts, feelings. I can't wait to hear from folks. Awesome. And we will be sure to put all of that in the show notes so people can easily access it. Thank you, Liz. This was so fun. I loved hanging out with you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. This was awesome. Bye, y'all. Elizabeth Marbury, and I want to thank you for listening and hanging out with me today. Join our free community of brave soul sisters who are crushing it on their journey to body love and food freedom by going to confidentfemininebodygroup.com. That's confidentfemininebodygroup.com. And be sure to download my free gift while you're there. I'd also love to hang out with you on social media. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Elizabeth Marbury. I am sending you so much love today and always. See you next time.